All right, the NFL season continues, and on Saturday we've got the final weekend. Two terrific games for you, Chiefs and Raiders, Kansas City. So much at stake for them on Saturday. And then Titans, Jaguars, the winner wins the division. So there's your doubleheader coming your way Saturday on ABC and ESPN. There's so much to get to here uh, on this morning as we continue. As always, we are live from the seaport. We're brought to you by Chase with Chris Canty and Dominique Foxworth and Damian Woody, Kimberly Martin. I'm Mike Greenberg. Adam Schefter is with us in just a moment here as we continue to cover the entirety of the world of sports. But there is only one place that it can begin, and that, of course, is with the very latest on the health and safety of the Bills' safety, Damar Hamlin, who remains, as of this hour, hospitalized in critical condition after going into cardiac arrest on the field in Cincinnati during the game on Monday night. Players and fans across the NFL and well beyond that have rallied to Hamlin's support with vigils having been held in Cincinnati and outside the Bills' home stadium and different honors and tributes uh, being offered in so many different places. Yesterday, the Hamlin family released a statement that read in part, on behalf of our family, we want to express our sincere gratitude for the love and support shown to DeMar during this challenging time. We are deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans around the country. Your generosity and compassion mean the world to us. Please keep DeMar in your prayers. We will release updates as soon as we have them. Dorian Glenn is Hamlin's uncle. He spoke with our Coley Harvey. It's kind of just like their day to day. Um, he's improving from where he was yesterday. And, um, you know, we're just going to continue to pray. And I know that he's in great hands with the medical team he has here. Um, they've been doing a tremendous job just um, helping him with his recovery. I'm just happy that he's still here to fight. He's still here. He still has a chance to get better. He still has a chance to continue to be the positive impact that he's been on the community. And, um, you know, I, I find a lot of blessings within that. So that is what we hear from the family. Our Adam Schefter joins us live here this morning. Shefty, as always, thank you. What, what more can you add here as far as the latest on the health of DeMar Hamlin? Well, Green, as you mentioned, he is in critical condition still. He is hospitalized. These next few days are crucial. You heard his uncle sound a semi-upbeat tone there. He did express some concern about damage to the lungs. So we'll continue to see. But he's in the hospital getting treatment. And everybody continues to pull and pray for DeMar Hamlin. Absolutely. And so that remains and will continue to remain for the entirety of this foreseeable future, overwhelmingly the most important part of the story. There are other elements of this, however, to cover, and I want to get to those with you because the National Football League made some announcements yesterday. Uh, and here is a part of that statement. After speaking with both teams and the leadership of the union, Roger Goodell informed the clubs today that the Bills-Bengals game will not be resumed this week. They did further announce that the NFL has made no decision regarding the possible resumption of the game at a later date. They also said, as you see, the league has not made any changes to the Week 18 regular season schedule. Uh, it is premature, I suppose, to say that means they cannot subsequently decide to make any changes. They have announced solely that the, to this point they've not made any changes. So, Shefty, understanding that we tread lightly here because the overwhelming yeah. primary consideration is the health of DeMar Hamlin. What do we know about the NFL's plans to proceed? Well, I think and everything is contingent upon itself, first and foremost. But beyond that, once we get past that, Greeny, you've got a situation where the NFL has had two years where we can remember postponed games. The 9-11 year, where they pushed things back a week, and the year of the pandemic, where there were 15 different games that were postponed and rescheduled. And in this particular case, 
I actually spoke to somebody yesterday that said the game from Monday night has bad mojo, that the league, one-person league, would like to just see it go away altogether. Now, people say that that's unfair. Well, life isn't fair, as we saw on Monday night, and that may just be the way it is. It counts as a no contest, and you go on from there. The other scenario would be that there is a week in which the Pro Bowl skills competition is scheduled. So if the NFL needed to find a cushion in the schedule to push things back one week, if that's what it ultimately decided, that would be the week it would have to play around with. It could have obviously opted to delay the games this week, which it did not do. The games for this upcoming week are scheduled to go on as planned. So the league can go through these scenarios knowing that it's got that one-week buffer that it could always flex to if it needs to. It's also possible that the league will just ultimately decide we're just going to continue to go right on here and not play that game. And the way it shakes out is the way it shakes out. And if the Bengals win the AFC North because they didn't play on Monday night or the Bills can't get home field advantage because they didn't have that extra game, so be it. You have 16 games to prove your worth and your value, and you got done what you got done during that time period. But these are the decisions the league can and will make and doesn't have to make right now and hasn't. Just some basic discussions, but the league will see how everything's proceeding first and foremost with DeMar Hamlin, then this week, and make decisions before we hear if that game will wind up being resumed. Of course. And, and those are the right priorities to have in exactly that order. And there isn't anything wrong with saying that they have to be considering all of these possibilities because that is what they do. Now, I, I want to make sure everyone is clear on just how much is at stake from a football perspective in this game between Cincinnati and Buffalo. And, of course, in all the hype leading up to it over the course of the week, we were all made very aware of what was at stake. The Chiefs right now are the one seed in the conference. The Bills and Bengals right behind them having played one fewer game. If Kansas City wins on Saturday, if the game between Buffalo and Cincinnati is never made up, then Kansas City would be the number one seed, and that would be the end of that conversation. Otherwise, Buffalo would be getting the home field with a win over the Patriots and a win against Cincinnati in a game that, as of this moment, is not scheduled to be played. They also would get the one seed if Kansas City were to lose. The Bengals still have a chance to be the number one seed, had everything been under normal circumstances. But we understand that these are the furthest thing in the world from normal circumstances. So let me bring this out to the desk here, and Shefty, I'll keep you with us, because perhaps there'll be questions that you can answer. Again, understanding that these are circumstances that are no one's fault, and that, as Shefty said, nothing is fair in life and that the overwhelming first and foremost priority is the health and well-being of DeMar Hamlin and the support of his family. There is still the remainder of a season to continue here. So, Dominique, if you're in the situation where you're, you're contributing at the NFLPA, I'm sure they have some uh, communication with the league office on how this should be handled here. The idea of letting the Buffalo-Cincinnati game just go as a no contest could have significant ramifications on the standings. Is that the right way to do this? Yeah, I mean, I think you need to gauge the response from the players. And uh, my guess is the players are going to feel slighted. Because at least Buffalo, they would not have a chance at the number one seed because of a tragedy that happened to them. Like, mm -hmm. that is, that's to Adam's point and to your point, that's the unfairness of it all. Mm -hmm. But I do think that that's probably where you end up because that's the, the kind of easiest thing to do that causes the least moving parts. Otherwise, you're looking at 
um, pushing everything back one week and then having the Bills and the Bengals have just a standalone game one weekend and then everyone else in the league gets a bye. That seems really unlikely. We're at a point now where you cannot cram two more games for the Bills and the Bengals into a short um, time period. So that's really the only solution that I see going forward that that does not like impose any more like hardship on the players on those two teams and the rest of the teams in the league. Understanding there is no perfect solution to a circumstance like this. You have to just do whatever you believe is the right thing to do at this point here. Chris, what is the right thing to do? Well, I don't know what the right thing to do is, Greeny, but what I saw on Monday night was the NFL prioritized the well-being and the humanity of not only DeMar Hamlin, Mm -hmm. but the players on that field, the Bengals and the Bills, when they suspended that game. Mm -hmm. It's my hope that they would continue to operate in that fashion, prioritize the well-being of the players. We saw the memo that Roger Goodell sent out providing additional mental health resources for the players in order to process what they're going through. But I think this is a situation where the league office needs to defer to the coaches and the players that are going to be asked to refocus and move away from Tamar Hamlin and what Mm -hmm. happened on Monday night and play an actual football game. So I think that is what should be the determining factor in terms of when they decide to resume games in Week 18 and and, and for the Cincinnati Bengals and the Bills in terms of how they're going to try to make up that game. I I understand exactly what you're saying, but what what you're talking about is when we start playing football again, which, again, as of this moment is scheduled to be Saturday and Sunday, we don't have reason to believe that will change, although I suppose anything is fluid. Yes. We're now talking about something else entirely, which is there's one outstanding game here that will have a significant impact on how the rest of this all plays out, D. Wood, and I'm sure a lot of the players will have feelings on that, and it would There's nothing wrong with them feeling like we've worked very hard all year long. We want what we have earned. That I don't believe that would be deemed or should be deemed an insensitive thing for them to be considering. Yeah, I think that, number one, I'm pretty sure that, particularly with Buffalo, all their thoughts are with, you know, DeMar Hamlin, his his health situation. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, I would think as a player in the locker room, you're thinking to yourself – all the moves that we made prior to this year was, was, was for one reason, to get that number one seed, to get everything going through Orchard Park, New York. Because we saw what happened last, last year in the divisional game mm-hmm. against the Kansas City Chiefs. You know, you go out and sign Vaughn Miller, you make all these moves because you, want, you wanted that number one seed. Mm-hmm. And so you've worked for, what, 16 weeks for the opportunity to get that number one seed, and now you're in a, you could possibly be in a scenario where – all of that is gone because of, of an unfo- you know, unforeseen circumstance that happened on Monday Night Football. Right. And so as a player, while you're still grasping with everything that's going on, at the same time you're thinking, man, we busted our tail to get the opportunity. And the opportunity was clearly in their grasp to get the number one seed. That's a big deal. Yeah. That is a big deal for the Buffalo Bills players. And I think if they don't get that number one seed, like – psychologically, I think that, that, that affects them on the football field. It, it's yeah. worth mentioning that actually the, the, um, the championship of the AFC North remains in play as of this mm-hmm. moment as well as a result. It would not had the Bengals won that game. Right now, Bengals-Ravens this weekend, right. in theory, is for the division championship. Again, Kmart, in your notes, you were telling me that there are a lot of people around the league 
who are concerned about just playing this weekend in the first place. So I think that's the interesting thing. Not every player, not every coach around the league is going to feel the same way and process mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. the same way. And that is the challenge we were talking earlier. None of us envy the NFL in trying to do what is right because right could be mean many things for many people. Um, talking to coaches and, and, and certain players on other teams, you know, I asked, do you, should guys just should we be playing Week 18 right now? And one of them said, I think we have to, but in my heart of hearts, yeah. no. And, and, so, and that's not somebody on the Buffalo Bills. Now, yeah. Deion Dawkins, their left tackle, was on SportsCenter yesterday saying all of our energy, mm -hmm. all of us, is put into DeMar and his family. Mm -hmm. Now, it is, today is Wednesday. And this is when you start your prep for yes. the most important game of the season, which and the Bills are play, supposed to play the Patriots. That is a huge matchup. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. so be so. I understand we're talking about number one seeds and stuff like that. It, it, for this Buffalo team that has already endured so much this season, that is a lot emotionally for them to process. Shafty, fill in whatever blanks we left here. What what else should the audience be aware of and be thinking about? Well, just one basic human point here, right? Most teams in the league, if not all teams in the league, have their day off on Tuesday. So everybody was left to sit in their feelings yesterday as they watched the events unfold on Monday night surrounding Tamar Hamlin. Today will be the first day back at work for all teams and all players. And on a day where you're supposed to be getting ready for Week 18, and all the playoff scenarios that exist, or the last game of the regular season, in what should be a week of much anticipation, there is going to be a very strange feeling in every single building across the league, as there should be, as these players are going back to work, knowing that their thoughts and prayers are with DeMar Hamlin. Going to be a very odd day across the National Football League. All right, let me leave that there for the moment, Shefty. Of course, stay close by. If there's anything else that develops, you will let us know. As of right now, the National Football League says they've made no changes to the Week 18 schedule. That does not necessarily mean that that couldn't still change between now and then. Meanwhile, we'll take a short break. We'll come back. We have a lot more football to get to here today. We know that Aaron Rodgers had his worst game of the season earlier against the Lions. We'll give you the one reason it's going to be vastly different on Sunday night. Plus, Phillies coach Nick Sirianni knows his team needs Jalen Hurts, but there's one thing the quarterback has to do before he can play on Sunday. We'll tell you what that is. And then Lamar Jackson, he hasn't played in exactly a month. We'll tell you why Ravens fans should be very concerned as we get up with you this morning on ESPN. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more.
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. All right, Sunday night at Lambeau Field, Lions-Packers winner goes into the playoffs and the loser's season is done. These teams played in week nine, and Aaron Rodgers played probably his worst game of the year through three picks, all within the Lions' 25-yard line. Green Bay scored only nine points. Detroit's high-powered offense was also held in check for the most part in this game. They scored just 15 in the win while posting the only game they've had this season with fewer than 300 yards. Both teams have been hot since then. The Lions were 1-6 entering that game. They're 7-2 since. The Packers, of course, have won five of their last seven. And here was Aaron Rodgers talking about the turnaround yesterday with Pat McAfee. I always felt like as long as we're mathematically alive, then we're in it. And even at 4-8, and eight, I said, if we just get this one, you never know what can happen. And then we get another one. You never know what can happen. It's like, well, now what are you going to say? You know, okay, now you're going to change the whole narrative. Oh, now nobody wants to see the Packers in the playoffs. I got it. Uh, so if you follow along with the narrative, you really ride this crazy roller coaster throughout the season. I never really have. A lot of people have done a lot of things for us. Now nobody needs to do anything for us except us winning a game against a real good opponent at home on Sunday night. He really is I just wish you delightful. Why are you laughing at this? <laughs> nah, because Nick need to get his mans, man. Look, he need to get Aaron Rodgers. What, what are they going to say now? What are they going to say now? nothing that he said that was wrong. It's just, it's, it's, I think it's his general vibe right it's now. That, it's it's like, that I don't, smile. Here's, here's, what I'll, here's what I'll say. I don't know that it's necessary for Rodgers to take the victory lap. Were some of us wrong, me included, for wanting to bury the Packers a month ago? Sure. Because they're alive and they control their own fate getting to the postseason. Mm-hmm. But the expectations for this Green Bay Packers team coming into the season, it wasn't just about getting into the tournament. It was about winning a chip. Why else do you pay a quarterback $50 million? I mean, as great as they've been over the last four games, does anybody here think they're going to win a Super Bowl? I sure don't. Now, it's impressive to see the run that they've gone on and the identity that they've been able to form in the month of December, which is exactly how you would script it if you want to try to go on a playoff run. But I, I just I, – I can't take it with Aaron Rodgers taking this victory – hold on, hold on, let me finish – taking this victory lap when it's not necessarily his play but the play of the run game and the defense that's been the catalyst for them being oh, in this position. You can't take – come on. Can I say, yeah, I love swaggy Aaron Rodgers. I love swaggy Aaron Rodgers, man. And he's, and he's just like, you know, as long as we not mathematically eliminate, we got shit. Let's just get one. Yeah. Get two. Then next thing you know, 
who's going Who's gonna want to play us? <laughs> like I love that about Aaron. I love that. He is Hulk they, Hogan they, when Hulk Hogan like went dark. It's like, not he just is wonderful. that. Here's the thing: the, we accept the level of petty very differently depending on how we feel about the person offering it. Right. When the Golden State Warriors, I was there. I covered the NBA for the network. When they won the championship in Boston in June, you know what their rallying cry was? Hmm. What are they gonna say now? What are they gonna say now? Right? You're Steph freaking Curry. <laughs> You're one of the greatest players of all time. You just won the exactly. MVP. And his take was not how happy he was. It was what are they going to say now? That's the great ones have that chip on their shoulder. He's earned it. Like I know you're making the point that it's not been all him. That's fine. It's never all one player but like we were like coming down on them throughout the course of this year. They went on this run. Granted it has not been uh, been against great teams but yeah he's earned it. He deserves to get a fresh haircut and come out and start talking trash. Good for him. I'm with you. I like this version of Aaron Rodgers and I like that we get multiple versions of Aaron Rodgers throughout the season. He talked about us and our, our storyline roller coaster. We got an Aaron Rodgers roller coaster, and it's a lot. It's a, it's a lot of fun, and I hope it keeps going. Now look, I mean, we make fun of him every week. Yeah. We, we say, I mean, he deserves this. If he anything, that, well, we should give long. ourselves credit. Bad leader, Jordan Love, ayahuasca. I mean, we the should, conversations. Because he are, is, he's literally taking up. He absorbs all of that negativity. Oh, they don't think I'm any mm-hmm. good. Okay, watch this, guys. Watch this. <laughs> like he has got the whole season has been a roller coaster from the play. Watching his hairstyle evolve all season from the greasy John Wick to whatever. Like, Aaron is feeling himself, and I love it. I love it because that is part of this season. This is part of how he gets these guys to still buy in and change whatever they use the outside narrative as, as motivation. But. Oh, by the way, the Lions were the team that everyone has been talking about for the last two months, and we're acting like Rodgers and the Packers have already done this. Are they going to win Sunday night? Yeah, they're going to win. Green Bay is going to win. Green Bay is going to win. They haven't lost with Matt LaFleur as their head coach in the month of December. They're 17-0. Right. Yeah, they're going to win. But the point remains, yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and then you have to also look at the fact that the Detroit Lions offense, which is the strength of that team, Mm -hmm. it ain't the same when they're not at four field. Right. You're talking about an offense that averages 19 points a game on the road versus 33 points at at home. So when you couple that with the fact that the Green Bay Packers defense has been playing lights out for the month of December, it feels like it's all teed up for Aaron Rodgers and them to take care of their business. Cindy, put the picks up. Who's got the Lions this weekend? Let me see it. Cindy Morello's on to... Oh, nobody. Okay, so the oh, Lions are going to win. Uh, that's that's right, right? Uh, I, yeah, I don't feel great about that. Uh, I don't feel great about that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I really yeah, thought you would have went the other way. I'm not on the screen. I would have gone the oh, other way. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think what it comes down to is when you go back and look at that game that they played against them, against the Lions. Their defense played well against the Lions at Ford Field. The reason why the Packers lost is because we got an aberration out of Aaron Rodgers of three pretty much red zone turnovers. Mm -hmm. If they can have a similar game, and they're playing better elsewhere, they can have a similar game and Aaron could manage to be average and not terrible, I think they win. You know what changed my mind about, about this matchup? When I saw the Carolina Panthers run for 320 yards against the Lions Mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. Mm. I'm like, that's not good. (laughs) That is not good. Dominic, you poo-poo momentum. You don't think the Packers have momentum right now? You don't think there's a difference in how... No, I mean, I think think they feel better about themselves. So if that's what you were calling momentum, then sure, uh, it's fine. (laughs) But like, the the idea that like... He ain't gonna give it to you. No, he's not. No, he's not. What doesn't make sense about that is like, then what stops momentum? Teams don't win four games and then never lose again. Eventually, they, they lose. So like, that 
that's the. I have a hard time buying into momentum as a realistic. The thing, answer to your question is yes. He yes. poo-poos momentum. Uh, yes. And Aaron Rodgers is getting ready to poo-poo all over everybody. <laughs> all right. As we continue in just a moment, the Dallas Cowboys. They have a very slim chance to get the number one seed in the NFC. Is it so slim they should sit all their stars? That's the question. I have a feeling you're not going to like the answer. Next, get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We're back, and there's still a lot to be settled in the NFC in the final weekend of the NFL season. It begins with the Eagles. They control their own fate for the third straight week. If they win, they're the one seed. But for the third straight week, they may have to do it without Jalen Hurts. We'll talk about him in a minute. In the meantime, that brings us to San Francisco. They're playing the Cardinals. They have a 90% chance to win that game, according to our analytics. If they do, they are assured of being no worse than the two seed. If the Eagles were to lose, San Francisco would move up to number one. And then there's Dallas. They still have a shot at being the number one seed with a win and then losses by both Philly and San Francisco. So here's Jerry Jones on if there's any consideration of resting his players on Sunday. There's too much to play for. We should go out and play uh, and uh, uh, know that we've got two weeks before we have a playoff game. Okay, so, again, with all due respect, because he's a billionaire and I'm not, he's dead wrong. There is not <laughs> too much to play for, okay? Let me put the, the, the point spreads up on the screen. The Eagles and 49ers are both 14-point favorites this weekend. The coach of the Giants, which is who Philly is playing, has made it clear. He's not playing anybody this weekend. The Giants are taking a bye this weekend. They called me to come up there and play corner <laughs> this weekend. So the Cowboys are not, they are, for all intents and purposes, Dominique Foxworth, locked into being the five seed. You know when they get there by? This weekend. Don't play your guys. What do you think? You're yelling at the wrong person because I agree with you. I I feel unfootball-y. It's it's been too long since I had my hand in the dirt. But I agree. (laughs) It it makes perfect sense to me. It it seems unreasonable to um, subject your players to subject your team to the risk of injury in a game where you have a 2% chance of getting the bye. And more more than likely, 
you're going to end up going down to Tampa. Yell at us, Damian Woody. Yell at us. Have y'all been watching the way the Dallas Cowboys have been playing? Yes. Against the Houston Texans. Yes. Against the, uh, what was it, the Tennessee Titans. And the Eagles in between. Jaguars, too. Don't forget Jaguars. that. Jaguars. That, that was the big one. And y'all see the, oh, let, we give y'all a break this week. We get y'all, see y'all can go ahead and get fresh. Let me tell you something. Even what about nobody is fresh. Mm. Nobody is fresh. Mm-hmm. Okay? The, the last, the first day that you're feeling the best is the first day of training camp when you put the training camp. After that, it's all downhill. The Dallas Cowboys need to be playing because they've been stinking up the joint. Okay? <laughs> they have not been playing like a team that's deserving of being a Super Bowl champion. Amen. And I'm going to leave it right yes, there. Yes, Pastor. Uh, tell him. Tell you, him. You the congregation be... over there is wrong. <laughs> okay. And by congregation, just – Yeah, let me slide y'all over wrong. here. Right. <laughs> there's, no, there's no way that this Dallas Cow- – that you can look at this Dallas Cowboys team and think, oh, the week off, they're going to be straight. The way they've been playing, I don't, I don't, personally, I don't subscribe to the, like, give guys a rest. Give them a rest. Because I, I do think there is something to momentum. I do think there is this something is to having guys on the field, playing together, working through. Because to me, there are a lot of issues with this Dallas team. And it's not just the defense. It's not just Dak and his interceptions. Like, there are a lot of things where you look at them and say, they don't, they don't play a complete game of football in moments where they need to. They put themselves in unnecessary holes, and I understand the risk of injury. Trust me, of any week, I understand that. Okay. But, but to say there's nothing to play for, it just seems it, it, you used a very articulate word. Let me get Canty in quickly. Let me get Canty in here. What do you think? Well, there's an opportunity to improve. Uh, the next game provides that opportunity to get better into uh, D. Wood's point and K. Mart's point. That's what Week 18 is for the Dallas Cowboys because this is a team that hasn't been playing their best football despite the record in December. I'm not impressed by the fact that they've beaten the <laughs> AFC South and the Philadelphia Eagles without Gardner Minshew. Yeah. I'm not impressed by that. All I'm so, simply looking at is what's happening and how the Cowboys are playing. And it's not the way you want to roll into the postseason. I don't mean to be distracted, but Damian Wood, who's <laughs> sitting two feet from me, is staring at me. Bishop why Wood. are you doing you know what? that? What? You know what? You always trying to stare something. Yes. Why, why, you why always trying to stare? I mean, the, the the last time we saw the Dallas Cowboys, they were playing against another team's JV. Right. And out there struggling. Uh-huh. Struggling. Yeah. And now you want to get them some. Oh, here. Here. Go ahead and take a week, take a week off from playing. Yes. Because we, we want to try to somehow, some way, just get a couple guys healthy. Right. Like, that's going to improve. That's going to help them, uh, you know, to the ultimate goal of winning the Super Bowl. I really? know that is going to help them. That's, that's why people try to earn the first round bye. Right. That's why when a team earns the first round bye, they don't scrimmage in that week off. This is absurd. They've been uh, they've been bad or whatever. It's like you guys want to punish them for not figuring out all year. So they had 17 weeks to figure out all this stuff, and they haven't figured it out. And now y'all like, you know what? This one against Washington is when they're going to get it all oh, straight. Oh, oh Nick, no. how are we going to say that when we talk about Aaron Rodgers and him saying we just need to get one of these wins and maybe we can get on a roll. Who's to say that the game on week 18 against the Commanders isn't when the Cowboys figure it all out and they start to click? Me. All I'm simply <laughs> saying, no, hold on. I'm to say that. No, but here's the thing. Tom Coughlin said it, he, and this is 2007. If you tell me who's going to get hurt, I'll sit them before the game, but we're going to play our guys even though we don't need the game to get into the playoffs. Right. They end up going on a championship run. 
You have to have your guys feeling good about their game going into the playoffs. Confidence matters you, when you start talking you about the Tom uptick Coughlin? in competition. Absolutely. No, I'm not smarter than Tom <laughs> Coughlin, but I do have an answer for that question. Because you know what I would say to him? You know what I would say? Here's what I would say. If he said, tell me which ones are going to get hurt, I'm going to say maybe all of them. So there's, there's a chance that every single one of them might get hurt, but if they're standing on the sideline next to me, they won't. Look, they lose this game. It doesn't matter if they win this game. The Eagles and 49ers are not going to lose. You're going to wind up playing the following weekend. You're actually better off being the wild card and playing Tampa in the first round. How, how scared taking are we your, taking of the your, Buccaneers have been your, awful? Taking your ones to another field and start game planning for Tampa. <laughs> right. That's what you need to be <laughs> doing. Exactly right. Out here worried about beating Ron Rivera. <laughs> right. Get Stop it. Heineke. Stop yeah. it. Trying to take down Carson yeah. Wentz or Taylor yeah. Heineke. Yeah. Well, it's my understanding that Heineke is going to play that game now. That's not enough time to The more y'all talk, the more right I feel. That's right. Like, it's just like, I, I, goodness hey, gracious. Hey, Wood, you've been in this situation. I've been in this situation. When you had that bye, it's not the easiest thing to come back off of. Mm-hmm. I was on the other side of that beatdown. I, I, I was on the other side of that beatdown in the divisional round from the New York Giants in 2007. We were the number one seed. Oh, Didn't five. work out for us. All I'm simply saying is you want to be playing your best football and have confidence That's going into the saying, playoffs. That's all we're saying, Nick. It's really okay. not. If they yeah. want to be playing their best football, they need to turn the calendar back two months. That's when they were playing <laughs> their best football. True story. True story. It hasn't been that True way. Story. Can I get an amen? Help me. Preach. Thank you. Okay. Mazel. Staying in the division. That's exactly right. Staying in the division. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni. He's got a very different decision he has to make. This is what he says about his injured quarterback, Jalen Hurts. It just goes back to Jalen being healthy enough to play, right? Every game's big. I mean, shoot, the last two games were, were big, too. But Jalen wasn't quite there yet to be ready to play. If Jalen's ready to play health-wise, then we'll play him. That will always, always be my first requirement is if the player is healthy enough to play and we don't put him at risk to, to put his body in danger just because we perceive it as a must-win. Okay, so let's talk about this. Chris Canty, is this a must-win for the Philadelphia Eagles? This feels like a vastly different circumstance. They're a heavy favorite. They wrap up the one seed with the win. Should they treat this as a must-win? Yeah, the playoffs start for the Philadelphia Eagles in Week 18. They got to get the number one seed and have home field advantage throughout. But most importantly, you put yourself in the divisional round. It's like getting a win in Wild Card Weekend by having the number one overall seed. You become one of four teams in mm-hmm. your conference with mm-hmm. a chance to go to the bowl as opposed to one of seven. So for me, it's a must-win situation, especially with some of the injuries that they're dealing with on the offensive line, giving those guys a little bit of rest to get healthier so they can be at their best when the games matter the most. But as far as what they're going to do in Week 18 with Jalen Hurts, I'm curious to see how Shane Steichen is going to call the game because I think that's going to determine what we all believe the ceiling for this Eagles team is going to be in the playoffs because if Jalen Hurts can go out and be the MVP caliber player that we've seen the majority of the season, yeah, then I think we're, we're changing our tune a little bit on who should be the favorite in the NFC to go hmm. to the chip. All right, so, so I, should have, I should have started with you, right. Kmart, because what are we hearing? I mean, so, what do we expect? So the fact that uh, Nick Sirianni was saying last week he was so close, the expectation is that he would start this week. But until you see him on the practice field and until they take it through game time, you're not going to feel 100% certain until he, it, unless he says Friday, Jalen's our guy, the end. Um, it is troubling if he does not suit up because then last week, how close was he? Now this week, now next week, like where is the health of, of his shoulder? And you're looking at if he doesn't play, we've talked about this for a couple of weeks, the 34-day 
rust factor. Mm-hmm. If if they get the number if if they win and they get the number one seed and he's still not playing, let's say Gardner Minshew takes them to the promised land mm-hmm. and they win the number one seed. And if I put their head down in prayer, like, that's going to happen. But okay. But if, if, if there would be 34 days of not seeing Jalen Hurts on a field, that was always my concern from the beginning. So the expectation is that he will, but what do you think he to would? be determined. Oh, yeah. This needs to happen. Like, they have to win this game. But, the pro- again, the problem is, like, okay, if Jalen Hurts going out there, are you going to call the game like we've seen all year? Or are you going to try to alternate, pl- alternate plan – which, which changed the whole landscape of what the Philadelphia Eagles look like on offense. I think that's the conundrum you, you're in if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, but they absolutely need to win this game. You call them designed runs for Jalen Hurts if he plays on Sunday? No, I'm not, but I do want to point out that um, earlier in the show I said you must play Jalen Hurts, but that last argument we had last segment, you guys changed my mind. I think differently. Ooh. They should not play Jalen Hurts. They should lose on purpose so that they lose oh, the bye because okay. they don't want right. to lose the momentum. Got to save the momentum. Keep playing Goodbye. every week. Don't lose the momentum. <laughs> what momentum? They lost the last two games. That's right. Exactly. That's why two we games need momentum. That's what you need we don't like weeks off. We, we don't want to get cold. By the way, I'm all in on starting Jalen Hurts, but now it's 21-0 in the second quarter, and Saquon and Daniel Jones aren't playing. Are you getting Jalen Hurts out of there immediately? Yeah, you're probably pulling him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so quick hook, yeah. uh, and we'll see how that works. Are turning out. All right, whole other different kind of quarterback situation is going on in Baltimore. It's been a month since we've seen that man. And judging by his coach's tone, this thing is not heading in a positive direction. You need to hear this, and you will next. Get up on ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Uh, we're back on Get Up, and this is rapidly becoming one of the more interesting situations in the league. Lamar Jackson's status remains unknown for this weekend's game against the Bengals. He's missed four straight games after hurting his knee on December 4th. Monday, John Harbaugh was asked if he expects Lamar Jackson to practice this week. Listen to the response. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have an expectation until I hear more today. If he's not practicing this week, does that jeopardize 
about him about his playing availability for the postseason at all? I wouldn't make any commitment along those lines. <laughs> all right, you two guys vote for Stop. Why is that funny? I mean, it's, it's the vibe he's giving off. It's very, like, he's just exasperated, and, and it, it's funny to us. Why is he exasperated? Because yeah. he's frustrated that his quarterback no. is hurt at the worst time of the year? Because he doesn't know. Yeah. And the, doesn't the, know way, the way he said, I don't know, it, it has something to it. Like, it's out of my hands. I can't control it. It's and, above and, me yeah, now. I don't know. It does, which normally is not the position Mm-mm. of the head coach. He's obviously very frustrated. He wants his quarterback mm-hmm. to play. And... He's not. Mm-hmm. Look, let's just cut to the chase. What, what you're saying, and I, I, I'm not going to put words in anybody's mouth, what, what is being hinted at here is that the coach feels as though if the contract had gotten done, his quarterback would be available to him during these the most important games of the season. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, I think that's a possibility, but the fact that we don't know Greeny is in part the problem. The Baltimore Ravens allowed this situation to play out by not taking care of Lamar and giving him that long-term security and allowing him to go into a true contract year. Most functional franchises don't do that with their quarterbacks. Ignore what the Dallas Cowboys did with Dak Prescott. Look at what Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals did. They gave him a contract when he had multiple years left on his deal. The same thing with Russell Wilson. You can argue the validity of whether or not they should have gave those guys those contracts, Mm -hmm. but they give them those contracts to avoid being in these situations, knowing how important the quarterback position Mm -hmm. is to the team's overall success. And now, if you're Baltimore and you're John Harbaugh, you're stuck with the reality that your quarterback may be making a business decision, and that affects what your team is going to be in the postseason. That man looked tired. <laughs> he looked tired. Well, he's tired. He's tired. 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 I mean, think he's about tired. coming to the – yeah, he's not tired. He's no, tired. tired. He's tired, like, boss. The, fact, the, the mm-hmm. fact that every day he's answering the same question. For four weeks. For four months, he's been answering the same question. Is Lamar ready? No. When is Lamar going to be ready? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, and here you are, and you, at the same time, you're looking at your offense down the street. Chris, what was those numbers again? I'm going to give them to you right I now. D-Wood, like, 10 points, 16 numbers. points, 3 points, 17 points, 13 points. Thank you. You know what? If I had a gavel, I would gavel. <laughs> this if you want to know the importance of Lamar Jackson, that's all you got. That, that's all it is right there, Granny. So here's what I was told today. If he practices today, that'll be a good indication right. of his availability. Here's the big word in that, if. You're turning to me wanting to know what's going on with Lamar. His own head coach doesn't know. Mm -hmm. They do not know. And I think that is with John Harbaugh, the the relationship that he has with Lamar, like that has always been very clear. How much he loves Lamar, how much he vouches for Lamar, how much he has defended Lamar. And right now he looks like a man who's literally caught in the middle of I'm just trying to win games, and I just do not have the pieces to do it because the biggest piece of all is not available due to injury. But also, there is that, and the the backdrop of all this is that Lamar should have been paid. Well, well, that's the other part of this thing here is, like, it's it's easy for – I think football fans will look back at this thing and say, well, he's got to play. He's got to play for his teammates and all that kind of stuff. I fully would understand. You're a psychology major, so work with me on this thing here, Mm Kmart. I fully understand him saying, okay – So you didn't want to give me the contract that all these other guys got. You didn't trust that. And now you want me to go out there with a bad knee. And if I hurt my knee in this game on Sunday, the first conversation we're going to have when we get back in that room is going to be, well, you've got a bad knee. So I'm not 100% sure we can give you all of that money. This is a bed that the Ravens made. Now they're sleeping in it. I don't want to hear it any other way. 
I think you nailed it. I think if you're the, – the interesting thing about the Lamar Jackson situation is a lot of us felt like he shouldn't have stepped on the field from the beginning mm-hmm. because if the – we thought he had enough leverage all offseason because we know how special Lamar is. Then he didn't get paid. So once week one hits and you're on the field and he's ta- he said, uh, you know, let's table talks until after the season – it does seem to be sort of a contradiction now of is it just injury, is it the contract? But every player has to do what every player has to do to get paid, and Lamar is one of the best in the NFL. And every time they point to injury, or uh, he has to say, what is this, $230 million right here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Deshaun ja- Yeah. And, and stand by that because what we're seeing is this team – is not going anywhere without him. Yeah, it's easier to put it on the line when you had a financial security, but the irony of this is that most people believe that players have to be on the field to enhance their value. Mm-hmm. You could actually make an argument that Lamar Jackson is enhancing his value mm-hmm. by seeing what this Baltimore Ravens offense is without him. Well, you just made that point. 13, yeah. 16, 3. Yeah. All those yeah. points they didn't score. Yeah. I mean, some similar things might be said of Jalen Hurts right now yeah. and his absence in Philadelphia. Quick I mean, final thought. The offense wasn't that great before he got hurt. Whispers tap. Say something in <laughs> okay, uh, okay. Oh, <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I mean, is it true? But, but is also, they didn't have receivers. There's lots of other things to they talk about. Done, but they I, I don't know what – maybe numbers could find it for me, but <laughs> I don't know how many points they were putting up before. I want to get very quick a breaking news in here because Jeremy Fowler just tweeted this earlier this morning, and everyone at our table found it fascinating. The commanders who will play <sighs> Dallas this weekend are expected to turn back to Taylor Heineke as the starter rookie Sam Howell is slated to play and when you read the entirety of the story it says that he will finish the game um, and that Carson Wentz is expected to be inactive <laughs> um, Damien why why what what why are you making that what what is your reaction to this what the hell is wrong Rivera doing no, uh, no yeah right what is I he mean doing? listen Taylor Heineke is the guy that got you to this point he got you to this point they, they played the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think he did anything egregious in that game. He, he had some turnovers in that game. Hell, he's playing against the number one defense in the league. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, when all the chips are, all the chips are on the table for you to have an opportunity to make the playoff, you're going to pull Taylor Heineke for Carson Wentz? We know Carson. We know Carson Wentz is a disaster. But you're going to put him out there, and what does he go out there and do? Throw three interceptions in a game that you absolutely needed to get into the postseason. Now, if I'm a player in that locker room, I'm looking Ron Rivera with the biggest side eye in the world. Mm-hmm. Like we had our man in here, Heineke. Regardless of what you think of him, he got us to this point, and you yanked him for Carson Wentz. And this is where we end up now? Like, I, no. can, I can tell you as somebody who covered Washington in the past and covered them this season, um, this team plays differently. I understand you can uh, talk about wins and losses. They play differently with Taylor Heineke than they did with Wentz. And you just have to go back to the beginning of the season because everybody thought Washington was a disappointment to start the season until they put in Taylor Heineke looking for a spark. And then Ron, and he gets you to, to this point, and then you say, we need, we need another spark. And now it's over because you didn't realize you could actually lose on this yeah. particular day. Uh, um, Taylor Heineke is not uh, 
that much different from Carson Wentz. And I think that to the point that you're making, that he was, uh, for whatever reason, they played better behind him. But I guess I, I, to some degree, understand them going to Wentz because Wentz's ceiling is much higher than mm. Taylor Heineke's. I wouldn't have done it, but I understand the argument for, for doing it. They're desperate, and Heineke wasn't getting it done. Like, if you but think of the Carson success. Didn't get it done. Yeah, that's fair. You're saying his ceiling was higher. What, what difference does that make if Taylor Heineke is giving the team a better chance to is win? No, I, I mean, listen, the, the lowest offensive output that the commanders have had since this past game in week 17 was what they did in week six against the Bears. And you know the common denominator? Carson Wentz being the starting quarterback. So, so there makes it, it's a clear we've difference. Seen, but We've yeah. seen this with Carson Wentz. Yeah. Like, it just seems like Robert Bears at a real bad spot because neither of them are that good. Yeah, but I'm just, saying, I'm just saying this. Those types of decisions, when you go to Carson Wentz in a consequential game, yeah. that could mean the difference between you getting to the postseason or not, and is how a head coach loses a yeah. football team. And that's the interesting to watch moving forward over the next week or so because we know what's going on in Washington and what potentially could happen after the season. I think we also wonder if there is another chance out there for Carson Wentz. You see on your screen, he has zero money guaranteed left on his contract. He's had so many opportunities. So you could talk about the ceiling all of yeah. you want. I, I, I'm not sure where the next stop is for him. All right, we got basketball tonight. I'll be back here for NBA Countdown as we've got a couple of good games coming your way tonight. Milwaukee, Giannis scored 55 last night. We'll see what he's got in store for Siakam and the Raptors tonight. And then we will see the ageless LeBron James taking on Tyler. Tyler Hero and the Heat, all the action coming your way tonight. We'll start your night with NBA Countdown at 7 Eastern. On the way next, whether you like or loathe Aaron Rodgers, the Packers turnaround has been impressive. Stephen A., Mad Dog, and Molly debating much more than just that as they get up with you on first take right after we wrap up here on ESPN. All right, and that is all the time we have for today. Thank you guys for getting up. Thank you for getting up. We'll see you tomorrow. First take now.